Quick, come up with something funny to say. Hello? Yo. Bork. Oh, that's really cool. Somehow I think you're lying. Uh-huh. Oh, fail. Oh. Bad Philosophy, episode 62, recorded on April 3rd, 2010, iKevin2.0.net at blogspot.com. Hello, everyone, and one, two, Bad Philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time since, uh, yeah, somewhere in 2008. It is episode 62 this week, everyone. We welcome you to the show, and it's probably the first time in a while that it's just been me and Kevin Saunders. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Kevin is uh, joining us once again live from Oxford, Ohio. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing pretty good. I've been I've been relatively productive today, and so I feel all right about it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't go out of town for Easter, I see, right? No. Um, actually going to be uh, having dinner with my girlfriend's family for Easter. Oh, there you go. Sunday. Tomorrow, yes. Um, are they in town, or will you be going elsewhere? Uh, they're in Cincinnati. Okay. So, no, about no. 45 minutes. Yeah, not too far away. Well, uh, today on Bad Philosophy, it's going to be a relatively simple concept, but uh, actually it's something we've never done before. Today, it's Ask Kevin Anything Day. And uh, by anything, we do mean anything. So our Skype name is Bad Philosophy. Yeah, really simple. Please call in if you're uh, watching the show live. You can uh, get a question in for Kevin. Otherwise, we've got a a couple people up here in the queue that I'm going to go ahead and uh, add right now. So our our first guest is uh, Charles here. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, add Charles to our call. Hello, Charles. Hey, Charles. Welcome to Bad Philosophy. So uh, first off, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then uh, shoot off your question to Kevin. (laughs) I don't have any questions. I just wanted to listen. No. Oh. <laughs> well, well, that's um, okay. We love listeners too. Now going to uh, hang up on Charles here. No, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Bye, Charles. We miss you. Well, well, now that you're on the show, anyway, do you, do you have uh, <laughs> just a question off the top of your head for for Mr. Saunders here? I'll talk about anything. Sure. You know, um, I picked up from a tweet that you had. I think. Are you a teacher currently? Um, I have been a teacher in the past. I was a student teacher for uh, far too long, about about three months uh, before I graduated from my undergrad. I'm not teaching at the moment. However, in the fall, I will be a teaching assistant as part of my graduate assistantship here in Miami. So I'll get to teach a freshman level intro to theater course, and I'm terribly excited. <laughs> you should be. That should be great. Um, it's it's something. I'm I'm glad that I had the assistantship, and there are inherent differences from teaching high school and college. So, um, high school isn't yeah. necessarily my bag, but I think I'm going to enjoy college a lot more. Yeah, I, I remember how much absolute fun you had with uh, student teaching and um, <laughs> here here at Tech. Yeah. Waking up at, uh, at some god-awful hour of the morning every day and uh, dealing with incompetent high schoolers. They weren't incompetent. They just didn't care. Ah, okay. <laughs> high schoolers have to go to school. College students exactly. tend to go to school. And that's a huge difference in my world. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and grad students just want it so much that it hurts. <laughs> it hurts even if you like don't. I that once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Charles. Go ahead and, uh, if you're not already in the uh, in the Stickam chat room, go ahead and join on there. And uh, you know, we we may uh, we may bring you on the show later on if you uh, if you have another question for us. So just let us know in the chat room. Great. All Talk right. To you later. Have a good one. So uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be teaching a course. Yeah, theater one ninety one. It's not. It's not intro to theater. It's not appreciating the stage. It's got an even better name than all of that. Hmm. But it's basically theater for non-majors. Okay, so you basically got to make it interesting to people who don't care about it as their primary field, but just yeah, have a, and that's a that's a big interest. part of it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the class kind of has a stigma of being an easy A, 
which is something we're trying to break that that expectation because for the last two years the it has been radically revamped mm-hmm. and i'm hoping by the time i get into it next year where we'll have gotten out that this isn't just an easy a class it's something you actually have to work in and telling your instructor that it's a stupid theater class and a waste of your time and nobody needs theater anyway isn't the best plan when in fact <laughs> they are studying theater as a career option just throwing that out there mm-hmm well, and the only thing I can really relate it to is uh, the music appreciation class that I took to uh, fulfill my uh, visual and performing arts credit. Took it over the summer, and uh, it, I, you know, the the professor was was genuinely enthusiastic about it. He or or he'd figured out a way to to package enthusiasm and bring it across to us in in sort of a convincing way. Mm-hmm. Didn't help. I mean, people still fell asleep in the class. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Well, thankfully, this class is a very active class. Yeah. Um, there are many opportunities for people that people get to get up off their feet and do things. And actually, by the end of the uh, semester, they perform a scene that they have written and created all on their own. Hmm. A little small play. That's part of the requirements. That's kind of their final project. And it's, it is doing theater. And so hopefully that is more exciting than sitting in a class and reading and talking about plays for a semester. Right. Which, which you know, would cause me to shoot myself in the eye. Well, I, I like sitting and reading and talking about plays, but again, I have a degree in theater and I'm working on my second one. Exactly. You're, you're a special person, Kevin. <laughs> in more ways than one. So, uh, I, I think we've... Uh... Do you want, oh, you want to take okay. a writing question? Yeah, yeah, I think we could take this one. Well, the, the question of, of how we met and how we started BF are very, very two different things. Uh, I think, Kevin, I'll let you talk about how we met. Do you remember? Okay. Um, I remember the first time I saw you, mm-hmm. and I remember our first conversation. So I'm going to kind of go with those two items respectfully. Fantastic, because I, I have absolutely no idea where we first met. So again, I, don't, I know we met um, at Texas Tech. We were uh, both mentors with the honors program, which basically means that we got, along with a mentor partner, got a group of 26 freshmen and kind of had to teach them how to be good college students. Yeah. And uh, Stephen and I weren't partners. We were just both mentors in the same program. But that's not the first time I saw him because at the opening, I probably saw you at training, but didn't realize it. But at the opening plenary for the honors college, um, that year, the year first year I was a mentor, first year Stephen was a mentor, they had an award for like freshman of the year from the previous year. And they, they called this name. They said, Stephen Torrance, come on, you got, you know, freshman of the year from last year. You know, he led lunch discussions. He did this, he did that. He's, you know, spending far too much time on these things. And I saw him <laughs> and I thought, this guy looks like just uber student. I, this guy is trying far too hard. And honestly, there's probably a little bit of jealousy on my part because I didn't even know there was an award. So I wanted to win it even though I didn't know about it for more than five minutes ahead of time. Yeah, I just, I just want to say something real quick here. I, I remember that moment actually um, very, very well. I was, I was standing in the back of the room. It was, it was in the uh, business administration lecture hall, massive like 250-seat room. Oh, yeah, large group of people. And uh, I was standing up at the, the front or up at up the back of the room, giving out the the little rocks that are a uh, staple of the honors college. Did you take experience. a second rock? I took four rocks. I have I have I a rock you. from every year uh, sitting <laughs> actually like rock. literally four feet away from me right now. But that's a story for another time. Anyway, uh, Doctor, I'm pretty sure Doctor Bell's rock speech is is online somewhere. We we should post that. It's a great speech. It is a great speech. But I was I was up there giving out rocks until everyone was seated, and then everyone was seated, so I didn't have a chair. So I was just standing <laughs> up there still at this table. I was actually in the same boat, because I was giving rocks at the other door. Oh, you, are, you were on the opposite side. I was on the opposite side, because this was, oh. this was right after I had started wearing my hat. Like, I'd started, I think, over the summer or recently. Uh-huh. And so I had, like, and this was the first time it's ever happened, and it happens less nowadays, but when it was ha- when I first got my hat, it seemed to be at least every day somebody asked me if I was Amish. <laughs> and while I was standing there handing out rocks, I had half a dozen people easily, total strangers who were in this mentoring program, ask me if I was an Amish or something along those lines. 
I'm like, no, no, I just look like this and went on about my day. But so you were at the other, you were at the other door. Yeah, I was, I was at the, I was at the left hand door. I, you were at the right hand one. That's that's cool. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I was I was just up there listening to this, and and they were giving out all the awards from the previous year, and and yeah, they finally got to this outstanding first year student or something. I, I forget the exact word. Yeah, freshman. outstanding freshman, something like that. <laughs> and they're reading off all these things, and, and initially I wanted to be like. I, I was starting to think, well, gosh, like this, this sounds kind of like what I've been doing. Like, I wonder why I didn't get this award because at that point I, was, I had never gotten any notification. Like I, I had no idea that I was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they read all these off and I'm like, wow, this really sounds like me. I did this person. I, I wonder how I don't know this person. And then they say Stephen Torrance and I'm like, Oh my God! And I was literally shocked. And and uh, well, you did your little Superman run up there with both fists up in the air, like Ooh! yeah. I think I, did I did I have both fists in the air? That's that's you had cool. at least one fist, if not both. <laughs> so I ran up on stage, and and I was just you know completely flustered and embarrassed, and probably smiling from ear to ear. I, I'm sure I looked ridiculous. Oh, you did. But uh, yeah, I do remember that moment. Uh, I was really glad that they didn't have me give a speech. Dr. Purinton kind of had a little <laughs> thing to read about me anyway, but uh, I just sort of stood there and, and smiled goofily. But but by the way, like at the time, I was really not making any sort of effort to be, you know, the the goody goody standout student. I think I just happened to to do enough things in the right order at the right time to, uh, <laughs> to get somebody's attention. Well, that's good for you. Um, so, so, so then, that, did we talk afterward? Um, no, we didn't talk that day. We didn't talk until the international studies plenary. Yeah. Um, where basically we had to, again, we, the plenaries were where all the groups of mentors and mentees got together and had kind of these group things as opposed to the individual breakout sessions. And at that one, they were supposed to run around, the mentees were supposed to run around to these different rooms and get information about studying abroad in different locations. And while this was going on, you and I got stuck on exit duty because students in their, you know, infinite desire to not do anything would always try and leave early. And so we got stuck on watching the exits, kind of, you know, walking around, making sure we see them all. You know, make sure people don't get out. And we started talking. You know, I said, hey, you know, what's your major, blah, 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 you know, what do you do? And you said, which it was at the time your major, philosophy and physics, a double major. Yeah, yeah. I said, which I'm sure is a typical response. (laughs) Uh, So that's that's what what got us started talking. And we ended up talking about who knows what for about an hour, even after the plenary had ended. Most of it standing beside that giant globe in the middle of the International Student Center. Which I still think rotates, but I've never figured out exactly how. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen it rotating, but I believe that it would be possible to rotate. Yeah. I, I actually don't think it does. Uh, that would just be too cool, but it's it's a really neat globe. Yeah, no, it is. It's trippy. And so that, but that's the first time we talked. Now, do you want to talk about how, how bad philosophy, how you and I ended up doing bad philosophy? Yeah, I mean, not. I... I... I remember basically how it went. Uh, it was over the summer of 2008. I think it was me and Eric Butlick and uh, Josh Clemens. We had philosophy we've of mind. We've all been on the show by this point. Yeah, and, and actually we, we've all like together been on the show for, for beer philosophy. That was a yes. very good episode. So we had philosophy of mind together in the uh, spring of 2008. And many times would get together for study sessions at JMB Coffee often going long into the night, very little productivity as far as getting progress on our papers, but we had some great philosophical discussions, mainly around the, the topics that we were studying, but also sort of tangentially on, on other issues that we'd sort of come up with. And we decided, you know, hey, these are, you know, pretty darn good discussions. There really isn't anything like this on the internet, you know, students talking about philosophy. So mm-hmm. why don't we start a podcast? So Eric and I kind of, we had some discussions over the summer, and I talked with Matt Legler about setting up a website. That's when we got started with Globat, and uh, I kind of did all the, the design for it and everything beforehand. But Eric and I, we, we tried to arrange, like, when we could have a first episode and all of this, and tried to, to, you know, to get together on Skype occasionally, but nothing ever really worked out. So then we came back from 
we came back from college. It, w- it was August twenty yeah. something. I want to say like twenty first or so. You and I and David Renderos and Matt Legler went to a Freebirds. You missed a part of this story. Missed a part. I just have to say you missed a part because how I discovered Battle Philosophy is an important part of the story that I like. What? I don't remember uh, when I told you about it. Do you? Well, you you put a status up about it on Facebook. And I said, bad philosophy, you want bad philosophy, here's bad philosophy. And I rambled on about something that didn't make sense at the time to me then or now. Yeah. And that's and I said, I want to be on this stupid podcast of yours. <laughs> Not even expecting it to be anything you know, that I'd be doing here two and a half years later. But that's, that's how I discovered bad philosophy. So, um, continue your story, David Ronderos, Matt Leglar, and myself, and you... Yeah, we uh, we went to the Freebirds, which had, I think at that point just opened across from the entrance of campus. It opened so we, over the summer. Yeah, it opened over the summer. So we came back and we're like, hey, Freebirds, how about it? All right. And I took my laptop for some reason. I, I don't even know why I had it with me. Well, I think you had you'd been working on something, and you, so you just had it in your backpack. It wasn't right. like you had brought I, it. I pretty much do have my laptop with me all the time. And so I had it with me, and we started talking about politics or university shenanigans or something. And I was like, you know what? Why don't, you know, this is exactly the kind of thing that I want to record on Bad Philosophy. Just opened up the laptop and pressed record. And the audio quality was horrible, and it was, <laughs> you know, just the rambling and people talking over each other, shouting over each other. Really hard to distinguish much of anything. And that turned out to be. Episode zero, majority rules, with us, you know, walking down the street and crossing the street and talking about the uh, driving accident sign, talking with random people on the sidewalk and walking back to your place and good night, Gracie, and all that. So, (laughs) and and it was been it was it was a great way to get it started. So, you know, Kevin was on there and Matt and David, and I think the second episode was me, Matt, and David, and then we got you Uh, on for the third, right? Um, I can't remember. Let me pull up my archive. Yeah, right. Uh, this is why we need a Wikipedia page. Hell, all of this yeah. should go on there. But Hello, everyone. Welcome. Yeah, I wasn't in that one. Right. Um, I did come back to the fertility of penguins, which I like stormed in halfway through. So that's that's basically how the show got started, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. So we've got uh, some additional questions from the chat room here. One, one quick one from uh, Kathleen. Were the uh, plays in the 24-hour competition taped, and can we see your submission? Um, yes, they were, and I don't know where the tape is. Oh. Um, I would, I'd like to put it online somewhere. I, it's a piece I'm very proud of. Um, for the record, mine won most complete play, <laughs> which, which in my mind means best play. I don't know what the other awards were because I didn't read them. I didn't go to the ceremony because it was that Alpha Psi Omega formal that I didn't want to go to. <laughs> uh, but that's we did my play one most complete, and one of my actors won like best actor. So I nice. think it was I think it was a very good play. I think it was the best one there, which I would have said after watching them that night. But um, I I'm probably eventually going to try and track down the tape and if i do track it down i'll put it out on the interwebs for somebody to see at least mine because it's mine (laughs) so i think uh if i if i see this right that your mom went and got headphones so yeah there was there was one other follow-up that uh, got asked by charles the the funniest response i've ever given to the amish comment um i can't think of any particular funny response i gave but uh, one time, okay, it's a little, little history. This is, this is related. A little history is one summer I ended up getting a bicycle. How I got the bicycle isn't really important, but it's another good story too. But the bicycle basically looked like a bicycle version of Captain America, the motorcycle from Easy Rider. You know, big ape hanger, handlebars, long uh, front end, you know, one gear, just very streamlined looking bicycle. You saw it at some point, didn't you, Stephen? Yeah. Remember the bike? Yeah, it got stolen at one point, which nah, still makes me angry. But I I wore, you know, the fedora and I often wear this sort of this, this black sports coat. Because it gives me a little bit of style. If it's not too cold, it's, it doesn't have to keep the to keep me warm. So I'm riding this bicycle 
dressed like this with the hat and, you know, wearing all black because I wear all black a lot. And I see this guy, I know, I don't know him real well, but I see him and he kind of looks at me and he's talking on the phone. And so I thought he kind of swerved towards him, you know, say, Hey, and I didn't get this at the time, but he's talking on the phone and he's looking at me and then I get really close and he's like, Oh, Oh, Hey, um, cause he recognized me finally. What I later learned was the, he was talking on the phone and he saw me at a distance, didn't realize it was me, and told the guy he was talking to on the phone with, wait a minute, I've got to take a picture of this crazy Amish guy on a bicycle. Oh, man. And so that's, I didn't have a response to that, but I thought, I thought that was a very funny situation. Uh, yeah. About that. <laughs> well, very cool. So. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure... One of these days, you'll you'll write like uh, an entire. Uh, well, you could record an entire KRSED, right? Of of like responses to the Amish question. I I probably could if I wanted to. Um, I need to get just, back on that. I've got more I want to do of those. You could just call it the Amish question. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do about the Amish? All right, let's bring your mom on here. <laughs> All righty. Connecting to Kim Saunders. Ringing, ringing. Hello, Kim. Hello. So, Hello. Um, I believe this is even... down. <laughs> Wait I a believe... second. Mark's got his laptop on. Aw. Okay. Mark being my father. <laughs> so we're all good now. We're good. We're good. Okay. We are techie in this in this living room. I know. I know. I I talk <laughs> you up. You know, people talk about you know this is so easy. My mom could use it. I'm like, my mom's a computer programmer. She could use everything <laughs> I can use. Yeah, quite honestly, I, I'm I'm jealous sometimes of your parents, Kevin. Like, <laughs> and their technical savvy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I do. I do have a question. Yeah. All right. Would it be breaking all the rules if it's not for Kevin? Um, no, probably not. I know. Th- I know what you're going to ask, and I've asked him already. But go ahead. I can. I can temporarily change my name to Kevin for the for the purposes <laughs> of this question. What are you going to do after you graduate? You know, I've got the perfect answer for you. Ask me in two months. <laughs> I've, I've also got a good alternate that I'm working on. Whatever I want to do. Okay. Uh, my my third one is, uh, and, it, and I really kind of feel like a prick for saying this, but why do you care? Just do. I, I usually That's don't just use that one. Nature. <laughs> she's, she's a fan of the show. She cares about you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. No, I know, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a legitimate question, right? Uh, I would say no, but uh, really, I've gone through four years of college. I've been a computer science major before I got here, then I became a physics major, then I became a physics and philosophy major, then I became a philosophy major with a physics minor, and then I became a philosophy major and a general studies major. And after all that evolution, if there's anything I've learned about myself, it's that I cannot specialize yet. Gotcha. So I have really no desire to, to say at this point what I'm going to be doing after I graduate or what I'm going to do with a philosophy major. Like it's, it's like a hammer or something that, oh, you've got a hammer. What are you going to do with that? Okay, but you, gotta do, you have to do something, though. Well, obviously, yes. You can do you can do twenty things if you want, but you gotta do you can't do nothing. No, I, honestly, I, I probably could just leech off my parents for about five years and, and make their oh, life okay. miserable, but um, I really don't feel like doing that. And I I do have a few job prospects. Austin is a big place, and you know, there's this whole bad philosophy thing that I've been doing for you yes, know, almost two awesome. years now, and. Uh, I have a few fans. Yeah, but we're like it. Twitter. We don't have a business plan. <laughs> right. We don't have a business model. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, if you, need to, if you need to come to the Dallas area, I have an air bed. Oh, I can okay. blow it up and put it, you know, in the... In the well, I, I appreciate that offer of hospitality. And you're welcome. It's and, not and much, I, I it's not much add, at my house. My, my one time that I have stayed with the, the Saunders family in Dallas was a very pleasant experience. They have many wonderful cats. <laughs> Was I here? Um, that was when we came up for the Jonathan Colton concert. You were there. I think so, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I was here. You barely yes. saw yes. Stephen because we I came did. in late and he left in the morning. That's right. I'm not even sure I did see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. 
I, I will I will give you an answer to that question when I find out. Okay. <laughs> but are you going to leave Lubbock? Probably, yeah. Okay. Oh well. What will any, Lubbock do, do, do without you? I, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll keep on keeping on. It'll uh, it'll still be dusty and cold and uh, miserable and awesome all at the same time. Okay. And uh, the folks who are here will will probably make it with that. Yeah, and sm- and uh, JC adds in the chat room and smell like cows. Yeah, that, <laughs> my my absence will not change that one bit. <laughs> I, I I tried. I mean, I really did what what I could to uh, to eliminate the the offensive odor emanating from from the the surrounding area, but. But I failed. It is it is unfortunately too big a problem for one it's, man. Yeah, it's it's Lubbock. Yeah. All right, well, do you, do you have a question for for Kevin for for your son, or um, or did you just want to come on to to bug me? No, she asks me questions all the time. It's not I like I ask you questions. <laughs> you know. I mean, you and, I, and by the way, by the way, sometimes people ask me what Kevin's going to do with his theater degree, <laughs> and I frequently say, "Oh, just ask me again in a few years." So I totally understand. <laughs> oh yeah. I totally understand your answer. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll give you one opportunity. If you want to ask him uh, something that will make him uh, completely embarrassed to answer, uh, go for it. Yeah. I don't want to know those things. Okay. <laughs> and and apparently like you don't want the internet to know those things either. No, I like living in ignorance sometimes. Okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show, Kim. Hope you enjoy the rest of it. Thanks. Bye, Madre. Bye. Cool. Yeah, you have an awesome mom, Kevin. I know I do. Yeah. I'm very glad that I have an awesome mom. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a couple of questions from Kathleen in the chat room here. Um, LHC, your thoughts? I think we had a whole episode on that, actually. Um, not a whole episode. We t- we've talked about it before. Yeah, we have talked yeah. about it. You know. It's I not going to destroy the world. It might tell us some cool things. It's way too much money to spend on such a fragile device, I think was the summary of it. Did you see the story on Thursday about the guy claiming to be from the future who came back to stop the LHC? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a paper fool's joke, but I thought it was so funny anyway. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have, uh, what was that argument that the, the baguette and the, uh, the bird and, you know, all of the quirky things that have, yeah. that have stopped it from happening are like the universe trying to survive, trying to like keep itself yeah. working. I mean, there's that argument. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, we, we aren't running it. I mean, the universe is winning so far. It's running right now, but not at full power. And they're right. going to shut it down. They probably won't be running at full power until 2014. <laughs> so the universe has bought itself a few years. Yep, yep, it has. <laughs> uh, and then the second question is, if anyone has a bad physics podcast, no, but funny story, The uh, as long as we're talking about context and history of bad philosophy here, I might as well give the story of how I got the name. How did you get the name, Stephen? Well, I'll tell you, Kevin. So there's this guy named uh, Phil Plate or Platt or something, P-L-A-I-T-T, or T, I think there's just one T. Anyway, he had a blog on Discovery called Bad Astronomy. Does he not still have Bad Astronomer? Really I anymore? think he is still the Bad Astronomer. He's the Bad okay. Astronomer on Twitter, but I don't think, I don't know if his blog is Bad Astronomy still. But I it was I... when I started the show. Yeah. Okay. And I thought, wow, that's such a cool name. Because really, he, it's it's not... It's not really astronomy, like it's not rigorous scientific astronomy, but it's sort of news about astronomy with a with a twist. And I thought, you know, that's the exactly what I'm trying to do with bad philosophy, with, you know, not really giving news about philosophy, but covering the subject of philosophy with kind of a quirky twist, not really trying to be rigorous or scientific or thorough in any means. And we've met all of those criteria. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. From from day one, as a matter of fact. And I, you know, I haven't really seen anything else on the internet with the, you know, bad X name style. But it would be a good, good trend, you know, sort of a twit network type thing. You know, you could have bad physics and bad psychology. I googled bad X, and it wasn't as exciting. <laughs> did you try bad star? Like, did you use a wild card? No, I didn't do that. I, I tried bad X because I thought yeah. that was funnier. You get bad astronomy, mm. Breaking Bad, um, Bad Plus, Bad Company, Bad Science. Hmm. 
Bad Candy. Bad Candy. Badcandy.com. That sounds like something that I would that I would look at. Yeah. Well, while you're further searching, uh, we've got another question from the chat room. I know Kevin go, could chat. go on and on about the Constitution. So thoughts on the census and constitutionality. By the way, I haven't gotten my census yet, and I don't even know if I will. Really? Yeah. I have mine. I need to send it back. I haven't done that yet. Okay. Um, I'm pretty easygoing on the census. I have some problems with the with the questions they ask as far as demographic questions <laughs> like uh, ethnicity yeah height they, i don't think they ask height no white oh white <laughs> um that sort of stuff but i'm okay with if it's just your name your age yeah that's it i'm okay with that <laughs> so we can see how many people live in the country um yeah although but how useful the is that it's not particularly useful. I don't really, I, I don't really care. But for a representative democracy, which is what we live in, or democratic republic, or however you want to put it, um, it's important to know how many people there are, so that we can divide up the congressmen appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you don't need to know anything about them other than that they exist, and potentially that they are old enough to vote. I'll argue those two are okay. But it doesn't matter what race I am or, you know, whether or not I'm married to the person that sleeps in this house. By the way, I'm the only one that sleeps in this apartment, so. Yeah. But that's the, but those things don't matter from a standpoint of what the census should do, which is determining how Congress is divided up. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, it's uh, also other things like, you know, knowing about, the people in our country is good for sociologists. It's good for, for genealogists. I mean, my, my mom has gotten all of the information about our ancestors or the vast majority of it from previous sensei. And that's, and that's useful, but that's not the, that shouldn't be the goal of it. Um, and, and doing that so we can have good records isn't, isn't as useful. That's a neat side effect of it, um, especially since they get made public after 72 years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't nice to keep it secret for at least 72 years. So there's that. But uh, there's, there's a big push about um, some of the questions that got asked and people had trouble with the categories that were presented. And I'm, I'm okay with those just not being on there at all. Yeah. One thing I did find funny, um, I read somewhere, and I don't remember where or who said it, but uh, that people have been putting like races from Star Wars and Star Trek in the fill-in-your-own box, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Because what do you do with that information? They probably just disregard it and say, well, bleh, but it amuses me. Yeah. So we've got a, uh, a random new direction to go in, very BF-esque. What country would you most like to live in for a year? You first, Kevin. Ooh. Despite all my complaints, I am pretty happy with America. But if, if, and the question implies that it's not America, since I live here for 23 years, but outside of America, I would probably say uh, Canada, because I'm a citizen, so I can get in easier. And it'd give me a chance to try out this free health care that everyone's freaking out about and see if it really is as bad as I expect it to be. So how did you wind up with Canadian citizenship? Uh, my mother... It was born in Canada, and recently, like it's been actually been about a year now. Wow, they rejiggered their citizenship laws so that if you were born there between certain dates and you'd previously lost your citizenship because you'd gained citizenship somewhere else, you now have double dual citizenship with Canada, as well as all of your children. Hmm. So any children so, you have will be citizens of Canada. No, just first generation. Oh. So my mother's a citizen, and I'm a citizen because I'm the son of a citizen. You weren't born in Canada, right? Okay. I was not born in Canada. All right. Huh. Well, um, if the question does apply to both of us, and I'll just answer it because I would like to. Yes, you can. I would probably say the Netherlands because they have freaky fast internet, freaky gorgeous women, and marijuana is legal. (laughs) Well, there you Not go. only that, they have many, many, many varieties of, uh, you know, getting your getting your fix uh, in the form of foods and uh, smokables and 
you know, it's just it's just generally a, an awesome place to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually do know my mother points out. I do know someone in uh, the Netherlands right now. When I, hmm. she's in, she's in Amsterdam. Yeah, I do know someone in Amsterdam right now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I would probably go to Amsterdam. Yeah. She's studying abroad there. And I'm going to uh, the Czech Republic this summer, so I may really like that, and that may get my vote, because I've heard lots of good things about that. Okay. It's an answer. Well, now, so do we have any other questions from the chat room? I, I haven't gotten any uh, additional callers here. Yeah. Pretty well, I think JC may have asked, may have gotten her headphones. I missed that. Oh, yeah. I, I've been kind of scanning the chat. Well, um, we'll, uh, she had a question. we'll give her a second here. In the meantime, is there any more BF history we could talk about? Since that's kind of been a, a, a subplot for this um, episode. Well, we've talked we've talked about it in the past. You know, you go back and look at shows like Eleven B. Yeah. Or other things. That's those are most of the big moments in in BF history. Mm-hmm. When we first met. Yeah. I'm trying to remember like when I might have. Well, I, I've talked about how long I've known Matt. Um, yeah. When did you first meet Matt? That day. At, at the Freebirds? Day of episode zero, yeah. Nice. That's why I met him. Um, okay. Let's see. I mean, so yeah, that's, I mean we're, it's not like we hide the history of BF. We're very upfront about what we do, and we talk about ourselves on the show a lot. So, Do you remember how the Lubbock tweet-up got started? Because you, yes, you said the other day that, that you, you claim to have founded it, not Simon or Jed. I am more responsible for it than Simon. Okay. Um, that's what I'll argue. But it started very unofficially in that Jed or Matt or somebody said, I'm going to Starbucks. Does anybody want to come? They said this on, on a Twitter. Sunday afternoon on Twitter with about 15 minutes notice. And I showed up and Matt showed up and Kimberly and Jed and the four of us were there. And for about a month, that would happen every Sunday afternoon. It wasn't planned. It was someone would say, hey, do you want to go to Starbucks? And the four of us would show up. And it became a thing. And I said, this is going to be a thing, because I say that. But also, it was a thing at that point, so I was right. Yeah, unlike that philosophy, the the Lubbock tweet-up actually has become a thing (laughs) that that sort of continued on on its own without sort of (laughs) input from you. But but Matt was trying to – Matt didn't want to come once or or was trying to leave or something. I'm like, dude, you have to hang out. This is a thing now. I mean, this is – a thing. You know, we do this. This is yeah. a tweet-up. It wasn't called the Lubbock tweet-up. I just said this is a tweet-up. Um, not long after, Simon showed up. Not at the tweet-up, but showed up in the Twitterverse uh-huh. and tried to put together this... tried to put together an official Lubbock tweet-up. Um, there was a website that was like, you know, host your tweet-up through this website or thing. And and I was very against the idea on the whole because I felt very much like Simon was coming into our tweet up and trying to make it something that it wasn't. When it was already a thing, he's trying to make it a thing. Um, and I've since come to love Simon as much as I love anybody. Well, maybe a little <laughs> less. But um, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to Simon. He's a nice guy. I don't have any problems with him. But I was very against that at the time. Yeah. But it was not long after that I graduated and left Lubbock. When he, which gave him an opportunity to step in and make it a thing in this whole new way, with much more formalized with the actual Twitter page and all that sort of stuff. So I was, I was, I won't say that I was the sole founder of the tweet up, but I was there before Simon. Yes. And I felt that get my due deserved credit when they put an article in the paper about it and my name was not mentioned. Mm. And I'm a little bitter, but well, what are you going to do? That's history. Yeah. I think you should just be proud that uh, that something you were a part of at the very beginning has sort of continued on under its own. No, I mean I do I do think power. that's cool, yeah. um, and it's it's interesting that it that it has become so much of an autonomous thing without you know any single kind of voice behind it. But and I, in all honesty, I wish there was an Oxford tweet up, and I've been trying to. Uh, get one together hmm. but i don't know anybody in oxford and there's aren't many tweeters that i'm aware of um one thing that's cool is i have i've recently got onto foursquare i haven't broadcast this very much because i'm not putting it into my twitter feed because i find that annoying right i actually stopped but, doing that after south by <laughs> yeah well i stopped following you for a while after south by or during <laughs> south by <laughs> at least during to my phone um 
But um, so I'm on Foursquare, and there's a, there's a couple other people who I suspect are also on Twitter um, who I could potentially, you know, build a tweet up with. But right now I'm in competition because I'm a, I'm a competitive person sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm in competition with this guy for mayorship of the uh, Center for Performing Arts, a.k.a. the theater building. <laughs> because I, like, I, I, I scoped out Oxford, and there's like so many things that aren't even listed on Foursquare. And I'm like, dude, I could rule this town. <laughs> and, uh, I do it like old school with the text check-in where you have to spell everything right, and it doesn't always even realize that it's an actual place. Um, and I'm still doing pretty good. I'm yeah. mayor of like five different things now after doing this for less than a month. Um, and you know, but so, so through that, I think there are potential to meet people to have an Oxford tweet up, but I haven't put the effort in yet. Cause I still have to live through grad school. Yeah. Well, uh, one, one of the things we've started, or a few of us have started talking about getting going here is, uh, a similar group of early adopters for Foursquare slash Gowalla slash Bright Kite slash anything with location. Yeah. Because there are about as many of us now as there were Twitter users back when we started the tweet up. <laughs> yeah. And we were trying to come up with like an, uh, what, what to call it. Yeah. And the best thing I could come up with is uh, square up. Yeah. I don't know if it works quite as well. I it mean, doesn't. Granted, um, tweet up question. sounded pretty weird when it first came yeah, about. Yeah, it did. But... It did. Um, quick question. Yeah. Was I, do you remember if I was the one that introduced you to Twitter or not? Cause I feel like I am. Um, I, I feel like that was one of those things that like in the same way that I introduced you to Jonathan Colton, um, that I also kind of pointed you towards Twitter. I don't remember this. No, for sure, I really don't think so. I, I, I was, okay. it was, I mean, you were one of the early ones on there with me. I, yeah. cause I was on it and did, and didn't know many anybody else. I couldn't remember if I had, if I had sort of said, "Hey, check out this Twitter thing," or not. I wouldn't say you introduced me to it, but I think you might have been you. You and Jed and Matt might have been what pushed me over the edge to join it, because yeah. I think I joined that like midsummer or, or early earlier in the summer of two thousand eight. But summer of two thousand seven, when I went out to the McDonald Observatory, I was just thinking about this the other day. I listened to all the the Twit episodes from basically the last year on the oh, that wow. drive, and one of them was the South by Southwest 2007, which is where Twitter debuted. Wow. So I got to hear them talk about Twitter all you know three four hours uh, of the episodes that they talked about it. Yeah. Uh, when I was out in you know nowhere West Texas, but I, I when you know I was hearing about them talking about this. I had n- never seen the service before. Like that was the literally the first time I'd heard about it. So I got okay. it. And really, <laughs> I think like a lot of viewers or listeners for Twitter at the time, I was extremely annoyed. Like Twitter, what's this? I'm never going to use it. This is such you know a technorati <laughs> bullshit tool. You know that nobody's going to care about. Yeah. Like you know Jaiku or something. I, I just sort of shrugged it off. And eventually, when it started to kind of get big among the people that I knew. That's when I, I got onto it, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't credit you for getting me on Twitter. Well, you wouldn't credit me for a lot of things. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so I'm I not did getting give you uh, all of Jonathan Colton's music, though. I'm not backing down from that one. Yeah, no, you. I completely credit <laughs> you with introducing me to Jonathan Colton. Well, for for making the connection, for one thing, that uh, that's still alive was a Jonathan Colton song. Yes. And once once I got from there, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. That was also an early thing um, for me with with meeting you was I saw that video and I'm like, I know this guy. <laughs> You're still alive video. Yeah. Uh, like I saw it when those videos were making the rounds and I saw it and I'm like, I know this guy. Hey, <laughs> roommate people, I know this guy. Yeah. And they're like, so what? He's doing a stupid song from a thing I don't know about. And I'm like, well, fair enough. Yeah. But I know him. And you knew the song before that. Oh yeah, well, I knew the song when I finished playing the video game, right. which I got on day one. Now, did you know that a Jonathan Colton song was going to be in Portal before you played it? I knew a Jonathan Colton song was going to be in the orange box. Okay. That was all he was legally like allowed to tell us at the time beforehand, and I was getting the orange box anyway because I wanted to play Portal because the trailer for that sold me immediately mm-hmm. way back in the day when all there was was a trailer. I'm like, I'm buying this game. 
And I did, and it was amazing. You know, one of the best games of all time, and I still yes. stand by that. And I got to the the song in the game, and I was like, this doesn't sound like John Lennon. Is this the song he was talking about? And then, like the little part that said, I feel fantastic. I feel fantastic. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, this is it. I know this guy. I know this song. <laughs> and, and, you know, went woo. Mm-hmm. So, um, which was which was totally like there to verify for fans of Jonathan Colton that it was in fact him. I'm sure. Oh yeah. But because um, I feel fantastic is 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 and was one of my favorite songs of Jonathan Colton's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gets me through my up times and my down times. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we have any final questions from the chat room before we wrap this little self-referential episode up? Self-referential made me think of, um, do you know MC Lars? Yes. He reminds me of, uh, he's got a song called True Player for Real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's my self-referential introduction song. I'm MC <laughs> Lars. And we have a wonderful self-referential question to wrap things up here. JC asks, how did y'all like talking about yourselves? Oh, we got more. Um, I always like talking about myself. That's not a new thing. I, I, I think I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, fed my context <laughs> a little bit here. So yeah. Um, Mom asked if you had any tattoos, which you don't, because the PB and J banana was a lie. It was a lie, a digital lie, a very good digital lie. But oh no, it was it was, it was believable. Um, and I, I again, I don't trust you on a lot of things. And so uh, when I saw it, I'm like, that's a really good thing. I've never seen Stephen really like the peanut butter and jelly banana. I don't know why he would do this. And then later (laughs) I saw Simon's with the big thing on his forehead. I'm like, okay, this is a total lie. Yeah. (laughs) Because who would put a tattoo on their forehead, really? Yeah, I know Simon. He wouldn't do that. Right. So Uh, yours was slightly more believable. But the Cavalucion shirt... You should get that. Working on yeah. it. Yeah. I, you know, my, my sick time has been relatively productive, but I actually spent most of today watching iPad coverage. So maybe I'll spend the evening remaking the Zazzle store. <laughs> For the record, I don't have any tattoos. Um, there's one I want to get, and then one I think would be really funny, but probably won't ever get. Um, the first one is right. It would be right on the um, the little webbing between my thumb and forefinger on my left hand. It should be a figure eight, um, which stands for the first eight words of the Scout Oath. On my honor, I will do my best. Um, the other one I want to get, um, which I would actually do as, and I've I've learned the term. Actually, went into a tattoo shop and talked to them about it just for to find out. Is called bloodlining, where it's a tattoo with no ink, and so you kind of it scars up a little bit. and It's hard to see, but it's just kind of spiffy. But I would want to get a three of clubs tattooed on my chest so I could do really cheesy magic tricks where I would rip off my shirt and say, is this your card? <laughs> I, I probably won't do that. But, but the reason I do, I, I do that, I say that, is because I'm a fickle person, and I don't know that I could ever get something that would be a tattoo that I would, I would love for the rest of my life. Right. I don't know that I could do that, or something that would always represent me. So for... So I, I said to myself, well, if I get a tattoo that's a cheap joke, it will always be a cheap joke. Mm-hmm. It won't lose that. And so it doesn't have this big meaning that may change later. And I have to look at it and be like, I can't believe I got that. Because it will always be nothing more than a cheap joke. And uh, yes, JC, I did used to draw it on my hand right there for a long time. And I still do occasionally uh, when I need to remind myself that I need to do my best. I think if there were any tattoo that I, I could get and feel like it would be relevant for my entire life, it would be sort of a dollhouse-esque tattoo of my full name on my back. <laughs> Just in Otherwise, case you ever show. Exactly. Otherwise, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do one. Well, well you could do the good questions. Sam Bartero, um, where he has his face tattooed on his back. <laughs> no, not Sam Bartero. Sorry. Steve-O. One of those okay. guys from Jack. oh those guys are crazy well lots of lots of good questions from today Uh, thank you for our to our callers for for calling in and uh asking some cool questions to to charles and and kim and uh and jc if you'd ever come on sorry the echo was just too much for us but and and thank you to our uh, chat room for for giving us some good questions to to kathleen and um the folks we just mentioned so, Kevin, 
Yes. I hope you enjoyed your time on here. Thanks for coming on once again. Yes. How's uh, how's Kevin Review Something Every Day going? Um, like I said, it's, it's a video blog now. I haven't updated it in a while. I do have this little heart-shaped sticky note on my desk thing of mm. things I want to do. So if you look really carefully, you can see things that I will be potentially doing in the near future. Yeah. Um, and that's gone. Yep. Might want and to tweet that, those, just in case. Uh, that's my ideas of things that I could do a story or a video thing about. Yeah, we look forward to seeing them soon. And uh, as always, people can follow you at twitter.com slash kipsund, K-E-V-S-A-U-N-D. You can follow me on twitter.com slash s-torrents, S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E. And you can follow the show at Bad Philosophy. One of these days we'll have stuff for you to buy in our store once again. But for now, you'll just have to deal with coffee cups and stickers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. We talk about your dreams and we talk about your schemes, your high school team and your moisturizer cream. We talk about your Nana up in Muncie, Indiana. We talk about your grandma down in Alabama. We talk about you guys of every shape and size, the ones that you despise and the ones you idolize. We talk about your heart, about your... See, I was thinking she might be getting a beer. I don't know. Good beer. Saturday afternoon. No reason not to have a beer. I have one. Yeah, see, you've even got it in a mug. Like, it's classy. Well, this is my this is my Miami Red Hot um, souvenir mug because I I have decided that I need to have at least some Miami based stuff. Uh, I, I actually just bought a, a Nalgene water bottle yesterday as well yeah. because I got a Nalgene from every college I went to, even if I just visited it for a day, and I didn't have a Miami one, and that felt really bad. So. I went and got one. Well, and yeah, I drank it's, one. It's, it's good to represent locality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got to get in with the uh, get in with the locals. You, 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 you. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about me. Want to talk about I. Want to talk about number one. Oh my, me, my. What I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. I like talking about you, 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 usually. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. Me, me, me. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about me. Me, me, me. Oh, me. Badphilosophy.com. Yeah, like that'll do anything.